Okay, hey, what is happening? How is this for sounds? Is that okay? Why is it so quiet? This is off. Welcome to the Five for Love podcast, the show where we talk health. <laughs> oh my God, what is going on today? Oh no. Oh my God, I'm not even doing this on purpose, guys. I promise. <laughs> Okay, I, had, I just had the realest intro ever, you guys. I promise this wasn't staged. Nothing was working. Oh my god, it's so fitting for today's theme. I'm sorry, uh, people watching this on YouTube, my camera wasn't rolling, but the intro was gold. I just messed everything up and I recorded it and I decided, hey, since we're going to talk about ADHD, um, what is more fitting than just fucking it all up in the beginning, right? So, okay, uh, anyway... <laughs> Raise your hands if you have ADHD. Yeah, well, people listening on the podcast and not tuning in on my YouTube channel, Cats, Coffee and Kickboxing, you'll never know if I raise my hand or not. <laughs> oh, okay, this was going to be my intro, but oh well. Anyway, um, yeah, let's talk about ADHD. And um, how to empower it, because this was going to be my, or this is my, um, yeah, what we're going to talk about today. And um, because I fucked up my intro too, this is the Fight for Love podcast. Welcome to the Fight for Love podcast, the show where we talk about health, empowerment, and training. And um, yeah, empowering ADHD, was, what does that mean? And um, what is ADHD? So we're going to talk about what it is, we're going to talk about um, what we can do about it, and how to empower it. And um, yeah, so ADHD means Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And uh, disclaimer first, I am not a professional on ADHD. I might get some things not quite right. I did a lot of research and I have a lot of experience. Um, 36 years of experience to be precise. Because uh, I've been diagnosed with ADHD like a couple of weeks ago. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of an expert on it on some ways, but not on other ways. Because um, yeah, I live with it. I've always, I always have. Um, I've lived with it. 36 years without medication because I didn't know. So, um, yeah, an expert without being an expert. So I'm just going to talk about how, how I experience it and what I learned about it, um, from researching since I, ever since I, um, thought like ever since I first had that thought that I might have ADHD. So, uh, anyway, let's get into it. Um, ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Or um, take away the hyperactivity part and we're talking about ADD, which is, yeah, still has a lot in common. Like I'm going to, yeah, let's let's um, just talk about three components of ADHD. Um, 
that also, or two of those three also um, are in ADD. So we're talking about inattention, hyperactivity in ADHD, and impulsivity. These are the three like main com- components of ADHD. And um, we'll go through, through each one of them. Um, inattention means... I can't read my own notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> inattention. Um, people with ADHD on the uh, inattention note might be really daydreamy. Like they're never never here. They're always like spaced out somewhere else. Um, they don't seem to listen sometimes. They are often disorganized. They get they are forgetful or they have a hard time focusing on the task that they need to focus on. Um, hyperactivity. Hyperactivity is um, a sort of drivenness. Like people with ADHD, with the age component, hyperactivity component, component um, feel like they're always driven to do something. They can't sit quiet. They can't, even if they try to, to be quiet and do nothing or relax, their mind is always racing. They're always on to the no- next project. Um, talkative. They talk a lot. They talk a lot which is why I'm perfect for this podcast. <laughs> um, they fidget, like they can't, they have a hard time sitting still or they like, they can't sit still. I don't know. I can't, I know. Um, impulsivity. Impulsivity uh, can mean different stuff in children. It can mean like they just run outside, um, maybe even into the street. So be careful with that. Um, it can be they blurt out stuff when they talk, like they, they blurt it out before they think about it, um, which is actually, that can be super funny, but it can be um, really <laughs> awkward at times too. Um, they answer before the question has, like somebody finished a question, they will blurt out the answer. Um, they can't wait their turn, they're impatient, and um, they're obviously, um, they don't write nice because they can't read their own writing um okay i don't know what this says but yeah that's it (laughs) pretty much inattention hyperactivity impulsivity those are three components of adhd and those are the components that you get tested on when you have adhd or when you're um trying to figure out whether you have adhd with a professional of course this is what they do they kind of look at your symptoms and um, they determine if they've already been there when you were a child and to make sure that that's the way it it has been. They will also like, they will ask you a bunch of questions. They will ask um, a person that has, or two people that have known you as a kid, a bunch of questions and two people who know you as an adult. And then they kind of, um, they kind of compare the answers and it gives them a picture of the person and uh, that's how they determine whether somebody has ADHD or not. I mean, it sounds pretty easy, but it's actually a really long process. And um, yeah. And I think what's really important is um, to break the stigma against ADHD. Um, I actually asked my com- community, what uh, what do you think? My LinkedIn, I asked my LinkedIn com- community, uh, what comes to mind for you when you hear ADHD? And I did the first, I, I said, I'll start uh, children running, or, running around. 
And um, that was my image of ADHD before I really knew what it was. My image of ADHD was children running around uncontrollably. <laughs> and um, yeah, so people answered me. I, had, I got a lot of answers. So thank you so much to my LinkedIn community. You guys are the freaking best you helped me a lot um and i got answers um some really like really cool answers and really weird answers and i uh, answers of um like i saw that there's a lot of stigma um still because um some people answered actually um it's bad parenting like the parents um didn't do their job right some people claim it doesn't really exist or um video games have uh, are playing a part in it um, some people claim it's the pharmacy, uh, the pharma, pharm pharmaceutical uh, companies who just want to sell their drugs. So they kind of made it up. Um, and I want to make it clear that those are ideas of people. And, um, those are not facts in my opinion and, uh, in the opinion of doctors, psychologists and, um, yeah, so it's not proven that video games are bad parenting or um, um, TV plays a role in ADHD. It's not proven. What is proven is that it's neurological. So the brain functions of people with ADHD are slightly different from, we call them neurotypical people. Because people with ADHD, they have different components in the brain that, that work differently. Um, they have trouble with dopamine, which helps them stay focused. Or like they have trouble staying focused um, because their dopamine is not processed right in the brain. If I'm giving this, like if I'm saying this correctly, I think it's not um, a problem of not having enough dopamine. But it's a problem of kind of the transmitters in the brain not being able to kind of communicate with each other something like that again i'm not too sure but this is um the the this is what what i heard what i read um yeah it has a lot to do with dopamine and um, other hormones and brain chemicals and um yeah i don't want to get into details but anyway the question is what can we do about it right um we have medication and we have strategies that we can use so, oh yeah, see, and we get distracted when we tell a story because we get into so many side stories that we have to kind of come back to the main story. <laughs> Why are you even listening to me? No, I'm kidding. I know. I'm fun. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying <laughs> with the LinkedIn people, what, what else they answered. They answered, um, they said um, that a lot of people... Or I, I could see there's a lot of stigma still against medication. People don't like medication. Some like some like it, some don't. That's a really um, hot topic, whether to put a kid on medication, Ritalin or whatever, um, when they have ADHD or not. And um, I understand it. It's it's a heavy topic. It's, it's not easy to answer. And um, yeah, some people also said things like oh it makes me it reminds me of my my boyfriend who is really crazy and drives me nuts sometimes but i love him so deeply and he's such a unique personality and i thought that was just so sweet and um or somebody wrote uh, it reminds me of my kid 
um, that I love. Somebody wrote me a whole paragraph about how her son has ADHD and how they learned as a family to cope with it and to manage it. And it was really sweet and really loving and um, understanding. And it was so nice. And um, yeah, I had so many different answers. It was crazy. I still get them. um, It's really valuable to me. Anyway, so what can I do about it? Again, there's medication and there's strategies you can use. And um, medication, um, pro or not pro. What's the opposite of pro? Contra? Pro, not pro (laughs) of um, medication. It's a, as I said, it's a hot mess. I don't want to get into it. I haven't made my mind up yet, quite yet. Because I have been given Ritalin a couple of days ago. I'm still testing it out. Um, But, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not on it right now. Because I'm a little scared that I might not be as creative as I could be. Or that my mind just won't work the way I'm used to it. When I do a podcast, if I were on Ritalin versus when I'm not on Ritalin... But that's my opinion. It's probably or it might not be true. It's just the fears inside of me. I still have to get in, like behind that. And um, I mean, it's uh, it's weird to imagine to be taking medication for the rest of my life to kind of function in a society of, of neurotypical people. And um, it's a tough decision, not going to lie. And especially for parents, uh, when it's about someone else, about their kid, what are they going to do? It's it's really not an easy decision to make, but we should never, ever, ever, ever act like we know better because we don't know what it's like to be in somebody else's shoes. And medication um, can be really helpful, and I bet it can be really helpful in ADHD. Again, I'm still working on how I'm gonna like work with it but I can't say too much yet but um I mean I know it helped a lot of people and um okay strategies talk let's talk about strategies um from my experience what I have seen is one of the problems and one of the downsides of ADHD is that um we just kind of learned that our way of doing things is not right because we just let's be honest we space out in school we don't pay attention we don't focus on the task because we can't or because to us it comes a lot harder than to a neurotypical brain and um so we're used to people kind of scolding us for not paying attention and um that's one of the hardest thing i think personally about adhd is that this kind of gets into our onto like this works on our self-esteem in a bad way, right? Uh, we get told that we're wrong, quote-unquote wrong, so many times, or that we're, why are you not paying attention? Stop fidgeting. Uh, just focus. Try harder. We, we hear that so many times that it gets into our subconscious. And this feeling of not being enough, not working hard enough, being lazy, and not not doing what the other people can do or the other kids can do, this gets to us, right? It's gotten to me. I can tell from my experience. It's gotten to me. And I had a hard time unwiring and, and, and um, getting to the ground of that and, and kind of 
yeah, figuring out what was wrong and why my self-esteem was low. And I've worked on myself for the last couple of years a lot. And ever since I, I've known that I have ADHD, which has not been long, it's like, oh, okay, now that makes sense. And it has freed me in a way of the response, well, not of the responsibility, um, never of the responsibility. It's not an excuse, but it has just showed me that some things are not just because I'm weird or lazy or um, not, don't try hard enough, but because my brain works differently. One thing that I want to mention there is that I often try to force strategies on me that have worked for so many other people. But I couldn't work with, with these strategies. I would try them, but I would just fail. I would just run against the wall and hit my head and be like, why is that not working for me? When everybody else says it's so great, uh, something must be wrong with my brain. Well, but, which I guess it is, but <laughs> now I know, you know. And now I know to look for strategies that work for ADHDers. Because there are strategies out there that work for ADHD people. And I know I developed a lot of strategy, strategies myself um, that would maybe drive other people nuts a little bit. But now that they know I have ADHD, um, they react more positively. Like my friend, um, my, my ex-roommate, I would explain to her what ADHD is. Uh, I told her, um, you know, like for example, you know, I would, if I don't see something, I forget it. 100%. Like if I don't put something right into my, like yeah, right into my path, for example, um, let's say I have to, uh, I have a personal training um, at the place where I work at, which happens sometimes. I have personal trainings um, at lunchtime or something at the place where I work at. So I need to bring my training gear, right? So I will for sure forget my training gear if I don't, A, set a reminder to, to get it ready the night before, and B, put it in my way. So when I walk out the door, if I don't trip over my training gear, I will forget to bring it. And um, I told her that and she was like, oh, that's why you always put your stuff in the middle of the hallway. I was always like, why would you put it there? She'll trip over it. And um, she didn't go so far, but the worst thing she could have done was would, like move it to the side so nobody would trip over it because then I would have forgotten. And um, I mean, there might be better strategies than that, but that's just how I worked with it when I tried to. Um, remember something and that has worked for me even though it's it might seem like super inconvenient for other people um and there's a lot of strategies out there um yeah you could just google adhd strategies and um yeah i think if we understand how how we work, how, like, if you have ADHD and, or your kid has ADHD, I think it's crucial to find out how your ADHD or your kid's ADHD is playing out because ADHD is different in every single one of us. And um, if you find, like, if you know, get to know what ADHD is and kind of find out how it works in yourself or in your kid, how it shows, you can work on strategies with this person. And um, you can actually teach this person how to how to ADHD, right? Um, because if we just have ADHD and we don't have strategies, we're just going to hit our get heads against the wall at full speed and just always feel like a failure. And um, that's 
the that's the toughest thing about this i think is um taking it upon ourselves like or feeling like we are the the ones that are failing at everything when in reality we just need the right strategies and we just our brains just work differently and we might need different strategies from what works for other people um because the greatest struggle i think is that feeling of kind of like being broken like something's wrong with our heads or or like making too many mistakes all the time not knowing why and just feeling awful about it but still not being able to do anything about it because it keeps on happening and it just gets really frustrating and this is why I think it's important if you think you have ADHD to get a diagnosis too because it just kind of helps you to like not put it on yourself but realizing that hey this is my head these are the it's a, it's a neurochemical thing you know like it's it's in my head it's 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 anatomy it's how my brain works it's not that i'm not trying hard enough it's that i have a harder time doing task tasks that neurotypical people do easy they, they come easy to them they come hard to us and we have to find strategies to work with that and once we figured out the strategies we can talk about medication too and um i mean it's easy for me to say as an adult right um i can speak for myself i can be like okay i need my strategies i kind of figured out a lot of strategies because i've lived with this for so long and now on top of that i can take medication when i need to but if you have a kid it's harder because you want to put them in school you want them to do well it's like should i put them on medication so it's easier for them or should i not put them on medication so they learn how to work with their with their brains and i think ugh, it's so hard it needs to be a mix i think in my in my opinion but like don't ask me how because i'm not a parent i can't really tell you but I think this is where we should aim towards. Because um, what I heard is that, like, especially like in the past years or, or like um, in earlier years, kids have to be like kids were put on Ritalin. And after a while, like when, when they were out of school, they were taken off medication because um, people used to say it grows out, which is not true. Um, they were taken off medication and all of a sudden they have to they they get jobs and stuff and they have to live in a world of that that is made for neuro, neurotypical people with their ADHD head and they have never learned how to work with their ADHD head because they always had medication and now they don't and no wonder they're going to hit the wall no wonder it's going to be they're going to feel like a failure so i think that's the, the the greatest mistake we can make is putting kids on medication and then stop and take it away from them without them ever learning how to work with their brains and and what helps them like strategies um a big strategy for me for example is well sports obviously i'm a kickboxer i i i, f I feel happiest when i'm honestly when i'm just done when my body hurts when i when i have bruises and and when I'm so tired that, that I can barely move. And that's crazy. I know it sounds crazy. It is crazy. But that's where I'm happiest. Because I feel like my energy is out. And then I can 
try to calm my brain through meditation, through relaxation, um, through drawing or whatever, um, and do something that calms me down. This is how I cope. I just get my energy out and I, I calm down. And, but I had to learn that too. The worst times for me, I can tell, I can say it now, is all those times when I didn't move. The times when I was younger and wouldn't move enough. Um, and I would go to alcohol because it kind of got my brain off everything that was going on. Or smoking weed, what I used to do when I was younger. I did. And I don't know if I would have done that if I didn't have like such a noisy head that always told me you're not good enough. And um, through sports, through like getting to know the right people, having people take me the way I am and kind of empowering myself. And um, through meditation and everything I learned um, in the past years and looking at myself, looking at my, my all the baggage that I had and kind of unpacking it and looking at it. This has helped me tremendously. And um, I think this is something that can help a lot of people with ADHD or whatever they're struggling with. Um, and, um, I already taken away some of the answers on how to empower ADHD. I think there's, uh, let's say there's four steps to it, I guess. Um, first of all, break the stigma and make sure that people know, people with ADHD, you know, or you're, you yourself, if you have ADHD, know that you're not lazy. ADHD is not a made up, um, condition. It's real. It can be measured in the brain. And yeah, you're not off. You're not weird. You're not lazy. You're not stupid. You're not slow. You have ADHD. You're different and that's okay. And now you have to work with that. Um, number two, what I said earlier, find your personal or your kid's personal ADHD recipe. Uh, what does your kid need? What do you need when you have ADHD? What helps you? Um, Try to get a routine into your day. We ADHDers, we hate routines, but we need them. We freaking need them. Um, maybe exercise every morning or every night or um, meditate every night. Whatever helps you. It can be very different. It can be so different from person to person, which makes it a little hard. But you know yourself the best. Be honest with you. Find your own ADHD. Um, where does it get to you? How does it get to you? Why do you procrastinate? How can you avoid procrastination? Um, all these things that come with ADHD. Um, how, what can you do to kind of get around that or work with it? Um Number three, hey, I just took it away. <laughs> Number three, work with it and not against it. Don't ever beat yourself up. Stop doing that. If you have ADHD and those thoughts come into your head, and I know they will, I know they will come into your head because that's just how it is. Don't feel bad. Again, this is a condition in, in your brain. This is something that it's not your fault and it's not something you have to be, feel bad for. Even if maybe some people tell you to. It's just how you are. And 
you have to learn to work with your ADHD. Don't go like, don't be like, don't get into that victim mentality of, oh, why does this happen to me? Why is my brain working so weird? Um, why can I not cope with the neurotypical world? Why do strategies for neurotypicals not work for me? They don't work for you because you have ADHD. Accept it and then use it. Work with it because ADHD has a lot of strengths, which brings me to the next point. Find your strengths, your ADHD strengths. Um, also, what I forgot to mention, what I want to say is, is um, work with your ADHD, not against it. Don't ever feel bad for taking medication or putting your kid on medication. Always remember to try to work with your ADHD, figuring out strategies. But don't ever feel bad for or don't ever let anybody tell you you're a bad parent or you're bad or you can't cope for taking ADHD medication. Never, ever. People don't know shit. People act like they know. People act like you've, you're a failure if you need that medication. That's, that's not true. And that goes for all mental, mental health issues. If you're on medication and people give you a hard time, just tell them to fuck off. Because this is your journey and yours alone. Or your kids. You're the parent. You make the decisions. You know what is best for them. If you always do, if you have their best interest at heart, do it. Do, do what you need to do. It's going to be okay. Also for yourself. You know yourself the best. You decide. Nobody else. I want to make that clear. Um, yeah, find your strengths, your ADHD strengths. ADHD comes with a lot of strengths like creativity because our brains are not like this. Our brains are like this all over the freaking place and it makes us creative i guess <laughs> like uh thinking outside the box ADHD years go what box sarah box i didn't know that so um yeah if you have somebody with adhd at your workplace use them for creative um finding creative solutions to things because we tend to attack problems from a different angle than other people. <clears throat> then there's hyper-focus. It's said that ADHDers can get into hyper-focus, which is the state where they are so focused on a task that they forget to drink, they forget to eat, they forget to... Um, they forget time. It's like five minutes passed, and when in reality, an hour passed. And um, I am still trying to figure this out for myself. I know... I get into that sometimes, but I feel like neurotypicals do too, so I don't really know, but maybe you can tell me in the comments. Um, then, strengths of ADHD. We have an insane amount of energy. I remember a lot of people always asking me, Tanya, you do personal trainings, you do online trainings, you do uh, your podcasts, you're so active on LinkedIn, you're, uh, you're training yourself. Um you're working. How do you get, like, where do you get the energy for that? And I was always like, Haha, I don't know. And now I'm like, oh, that's ADHD probably. <laughs> I just can't get a break. I have to force myself to get breaks and I know um, it's good for me. So I do force myself sometimes to get a break to just one week, no training, no nothing, just calming down. Uh, I need that. And um, yeah. Then... Uh, Oh yeah, we're good at picking ourselves up because we've been told so many times that we're weird, wrong, 
Um, what the hell is going on in your brain? What are you doing? Why you do that this way? Why you do that that way? Why are you the way you are? I'm not over-exaggerating, guys. <laughs> That's true. We get told that. Like we, we hear that a lot. So we're kind of pros at picking ourselves up. Because we just kind of fail at normal tasks. And um, just kind of brush off the dust and go, Oh, well, let's get up again next try. Not going to lie, it can break us too. But it can also make us resilient. Um, We're perfectly imperfect. And I think this is a good thing in a world where people always act like everything is great and perfect. It's not. People are different. People are weird. Get used to it. This is how it is. Um, we're risk takers. A lot of ADHDers, this is the impulsivity part, they just take risks a lot. And um, this, is, this can be good for business. Um, this can be good for life. If you take risks, you can grow from them. But what I want to um, just give you guys uh, along the way is always kind of take calculated risks. Don't go in blindly. Um, take calculated risks and find some measures to... Um, or some. Don't forget your... Um, your... I forgot the word... Your safety leash. <laughs> Is there something such a thing? Your safety your 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 parachute. Don't forget your parachute, guys. Um oh yeah, we surprise ourselves. Like um I can put money somewhere in my room and I forget it. And then when I clean my room like every century, um I will find money and I'm like, Yay! Didn't know that was there. Or uh, I find a pair of shoes that I haven't worn. I'm like, I thought I lost it, but it's been right there all along. I'm like, ooh, new shoes, almost. <laughs> um, I surprised myself by just finding things that I thought I lost, <laughs> which is kind of cool sometimes. Um, and we're forgetful. So I'm speaking for myself now, but I can watch a TV show again and again and again and again. I can read books again and again and again and again because I forget what was happening. <laughs> I literally forget the plot. I forgot forget what was going on. I remember that I enjoyed it, but I'll just forget and then I can read it again. I can watch it again. I think I watched the show Scrubs like six times now <laughs> and I never regretted a single minute of it. Um... Also, a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of important people or famous people have ADHD. Like uh, Thomas Edison had ADHD. Will Smith has ADHD. Jamie Oliver has ADHD. They think Einstein had ADHD. Justin Timberlake has ADHD. There's a lot more. Google it. Um, VIPs with ADHD. You're not going to be disappointed. Um, so, and then to wrap this up, I drew something because, um, I often get asked, even before I knew I had ADHD, what is going on in your brain? And I was always like, man, I don't know. I wish I knew, but, um, I drew it. This is what my head looks like. 
It has two stages. It's either ah, or it's yay, everything is cool. And that's it. That's it for this week, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, something really personal again. Um, but I might do more about ADHD. Let me know if you if you like it, if you want it. If you have questions, I'll do my best research for you. Um, yeah, and uh, don't forget to follow me on LinkedIn as Tanya Mater on Facebook and, um, and then on Instagram as It's Up To You Personal Training. And on my YouTube channel, Cats, Coffee and Kickboxing. And don't forget, you are stronger than you think. Keep on fighting and I'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.